Evening everyone, welcome to the Understars Orders podcast, Monday the 24th of April and we are set to visit the Emerald Isle and I'm visiting my good friend Andrew. Hello Andy. Here are you and what have you done with me podcast? <laughs> I'm back, I'm back. Well, I was back Monday last week, we're staying, I'm back. Yeah, that, that's, that's true, I miss Monday, I miss Monday. It was date yeah. night, I couldn't get out of it. It was, uh, <laughs> it was interesting, the Craven one, apart from C's terrible microphone, it was... Definitely interesting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I had him. I had him like this, trying to speak into to one side of his of his uh, oh, really? laptop for for on Thursday night when we were doing uh, the Greenham and the Scottish National and whatnot. So uh, he did very good, quite well. He in a few hit the bar stay actually with um, a runner up in the in the uh, in the Guineas trial. So yeah, he was unlucky. And then Chaldean as well. We we gave a, a little mention to Isaac Shelby, but. I think mm. we were, I was hanging my master Sheldon and he went he went off what five to four. Right. Yeah, it was quite short, wasn't it? And then it was such a strange like unseat, wasn't it, out the stalls? Such a strange yeah, one. I was just one of them freak things. But what what I would what I would like to say though, um mm. I saw a few comments on Twitter, especially saying that it was a blessing in disguise, it was testing ground. There was a reason Sheldon was running in a guineas trial. So mm. all this stuff about, you know, oh they, they it's great that he didn't have a hard race on testing ground. This was the way the horse was campaigned. He's probably been trained to take in that race and, and run in the guineas. And I know he had a gallop down the track, but it's nowhere near the same. And it's a real pity because it puts them back to the, puts connections back to the drawing board. What, yeah. like two weeks before the guineas, if he, a little bit over two weeks before the guineas, it's not ideal at all. Um, and I, I just hope that um, it doesn't impact or it doesn't put a detriment on Chaldean's chances. Um, with obviously Little Big Bear, August Roden, and even the runner-up uh, Highland uh, Scott or the Highland. Uh, oh my God, what's his name? The Glen Eagles horse, Highland Chief, Highland Chief, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So like it's a, it's going to be a hot race, and with a bit of luck, it doesn't uh, doesn't deter his chances. Well, we are here tonight, Andrew, to uh, cover the the fantastic Punchestown Festival. Five days of amazing action. There's some great grade ones. Um, mm. coming this weekend. I will just say this, Andrew, we are having a problem with our YouTube link pull. I'm not sure what's happening there, but if, we, if we're not live on YouTube right now, what I'll have to do after this is we'll just mm. download the video and upload it anyway. But here we oh, right. I, think, I think we are live now. I think I've just it, it, oh, it on and off. But now we're live. We're live. Welcome, everybody. We <laughs> had a few problems, but we are now live. Um, that's the wonder of this uh, the restream that we use. Mm. Um, they've helped me out there. Anyway, yes, Punchestown. Uh, we're going to be looking at all of the Grade One action coming up over the next few days. Uh, we're going to go from Tuesday. Obviously, it's Monday now. We're looking at Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then, mm -hmm. are you about Thursday, Andrew? Anything like that? Maybe for Thursday, for Friday and Saturday? Uh, I'll be here. I'll. You need me to take the reins. I'll take the reins. I'll, I'll find us some guests. So yeah, it won't, won't be a problem. Take it away, buddy. Take it away. I bet Steve's out of his sleep clinic anyway. <laughs> With a bit of luck. Wish wishing him a speedy, speedy recovery. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get started with the action, Andy. Let's get our teeth into this because you've got some good bets. You think? Well, you're looking for. You think you've got a few bets anyway, not too many. Um, coming up for Punchstown this week. Um, mm -hmm. but we'll start with this champion novice hurdle. I'll just put the betting coming across the bottom here because Facil yeah. Vega is four to seven with Diverge, who was a, a cracking third in the Supreme. Mm -hmm. uh, Ilete Thompson at fives. Found a fifty was disappointing last time, and no looking back is the rounding out the fielder at thirty-three to one. Um, obviously, three Willie Mullins runners here, and um, and Fastil yeah. Vega tops a lot of them. Is this? You, I, I'm not too sure that this is sewn up. This because Diverge was a it was a very good run. Mm. 
It absolutely was, Chris. Um, look, we have to take a few things into account here. Fasal Vega uh, has been on the go since early December. Um, obviously winning his maiden as he liked and then has ran in three grade one races since. Uh, last time was a runner-up effort behind the very impressive Marine National and the Supreme Novices Hurdle. Diverge, on the other hand, has had a much lighter campaign. Um, now, obviously, he came from the flat Diverge by Frankel. Um, Freddie Head trained him in the uh, in France. Uh, he was quite a classy animal. He was probably just a little bit shy of listed class, but was still progressing uh, in France. He was he only ran okay behind high definition in his maiden. Uh, then won uh, Punchestown maiden, a run of the mill Punchestown maiden at around even money, as easy as he liked. And then yeah. he took that form to a new level and he was an excellent third in the Supreme Novices Hurdle. Um, just finishing ahead of In the Pocket, who obviously subsequently won his grade one at Aintree next time out. Mm. Um, now, the big question kind of surrounds, can Diverge kind of fill that three length or so gap between himself and Fasal Vega? Uh, the answer really kind of for me depends on the pace of the race. Um, they went to pretty, like they, they wound it up in the Supreme and Fasal Vega kicked from home off the bend. Um, a few people said Paul Townend went too early, but look, he was he was just beaten by a proper horse. I think I wouldn't yeah. put on Paul Townend. Um, he was the, easily the second best horse in the race. Uh, there's no Marine National in here, so you would imagine Paul Townend would feel a little bit more confident this time around, um, knowing that he's got the other horses in behind him. Well, he'd like to think covered. Um, Alete Tomp, I thought was kind of badly positioned in the Supreme. I think he's better than the fifth place finish that he uh, that he showed that day. Um, Again, he's a lot more experienced over hurdles than his two stable mates. And then you've found a 50 who has a, I wouldn't say a similar profile to Mighty Potter. Mighty Potter was more highly tried um, last season in his when he was uh, gone novice hurdling. He won his maiden and was straight into grade one company. Found a 50. Uh, it's taken a little longer to get going, but like Mighty Potter, um, who obviously we unfortunately lost at, at Fairy House, um, found a 50 is well, he's an unlike Mighty Potter, he's actually a year older, he's a six year old. Um, and he had that run at Aintree, not even well, it'll be 11 days tomorrow. So, you know, the problem is he's to put that bad run behind it at Aintree behind him. But like Mighty Potter, um, he was a kind of a unconsidered 20 to one shot to go and win this race. And um, Mighty Potter obviously bouncing back from a bad run in the Supreme to win this race, found a 50 would only have 11 days turnaround from his bad run at Aintree. If he had a little bit more than 11 days, I would have considered him really good each way value. But it, that poor run at Aintree is just a little bit too close for my liking. And then you've got No Looking Back, who is probably a ludicrous price. It is, it's worth noting that, um, it is worth noting that, uh, if Oliver McKiernan's horses last year ran phenomenal at, at this meeting, like they were running out of their skin. I think he had multiple horses placed at grade one level, and it might just be worth that noting that his horses would probably be coming into coming in this week again in, in tip-top condition uh, and you might get some running into places at huge prices again my temptations are kind of resisted a little bit here because he only ran an injury last week or, or the week before so it is a major pity because off that run behind irish point i mean giving him way you would give him a pretty fair each way um each way chance here but the problem is that as you said it was only 11 days since that run at injury yeah 
I'm going to take a chance on Diverge, though, Chris. I'm going to take a chance on him. I just think that he's had a slightly easier season than Faso Vega. Um, and I have a have a hunch that he might be able to um he might be able to bridge that gap. I think he was run, he, he was kind of he ran into Supreme to kind of achieve his best finishing position. And if he can, you know, take on Faso Vega, we've seen him get upset on the front end before when taken on. I know there is that ludicrous gallop or allegedly ludicrous gallop at the Dublin Racing Festival. But if they mm. give Faso Vega a freebie here, forget about it. It's going to be a piece of work. It's game over. But if, if they choose to maybe, if someone just presses them, you could see a similar result. Uh, well, not a similar result. I don't expect them tailing off at the, like they did at the Dublin Racing Festival. But if something can just pester them um, and put them in a horse race after the hard season that he's had, um, I think he could be a little bit vulnerable and diverge. Who's just had a slightly easier season? Um, I think could definitely get a little bit closer to him here. Do, do you think that maybe Elite Tom could push the pace a little bit with Fafil? Yeah, yeah, well? absolutely, he absolutely could, Chris. Um, it, it depends what Elite Tom is going to show up because he he has been kind of he, look. He's been. He's been held up in basically all his runs this season, mm -hmm. with the exception of his maiden hurdle win, where he was one to ten or one to eight or something. Um, yeah. He led at a very, very leisurely gallop early on in the race that Faso Vega won at the Dublin Racing Festival, but he jumped quite markedly right, and I think it was either the first or second hurdle, and then Faso Vega just went on from there. So if they pressed on, maybe, uh, and it's worth the change in tactics because I think he'd get further. Um, pretty much think nearly every horse in this field actually get further than two miles in time. But um, for me, Chris, I just think Diverge might be able to bridge the gap solely because he's had a slightly lesser, less tough season than, than Faso Vega in, in contesting only one grade one race up until now. So if Faso Vega gets a freebie from the front, yeah, Faso forget Vega about wins. It. Forget about if, it, yeah. If you can see a bit of a pace and there's a bit of a pestering of that, it could play into Diverge's hands here. Yeah, and we might be looking for found a 50 or no looking back to kind of play their part here. Let's hope mm. they're not going to be ridden for places, but yeah, I don't see a point in that. A lot of these are just going to go novice chasing last exactly, uh, and, and they're going to next week to be enjoying their holidays out in the field. So why not have a go? There's nothing really to lose. Yeah. You're at worst, you're going to get your fifth place prize money. Just have a yeah. go. And um, let's I, have I a what I'd like to see, Andy. I, mm. I can't wait. I would like to see found a 50 or a fence last year because I think he's going to make a. Mm. I think he's really going to improve for offense. I I agree. I think he's a big lad. Uh, he's big, like you know, tall, strappy enough horse. But he's absolutely going to improve. Still quite weak um, for for a six year old, and that's probably why we didn't see him very much after his point win. Yeah. Um, but I'd agree with that. It's a little bit more experience for him. He's obviously um, none the worse after injury, but you don't know until they run. I. Like properly, yeah. what what Mark like he'd have done nothing at home really since injury. So, um, he's obviously kind of showing them that he's good to run again, but you, you just won't know until you know half a mile into this race on Tuesday. All right, thanks very much, Andy. It's Fasil Vega for me because I, I, I just can't see mm. I can't see the pestering, and I just don't see them, you know, getting to him. He's too short to even play though. But it'll just be an mm. interesting race to watch going forward. Like we say, founder fifty definitely going to make a nice chase next year, and I was chaser. Yeah, um, you're with Diverge, Andy, hoping that the uh, kind of pace gets a bit muddled. Uh... Yeah, I look. I don't even think. Look, I just don't want to see Fasil Vega get a, a freebie. I think Diverge is by Frankel. He's clearly talented. He's a flatbread. Just if he stays on Faso Vega's skirts and just 
pesters him. He doesn't have to like cut his throat like high definition did. Just pester him. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be a good race when they when they spank for home. I will. I really do. Cheers, Andy. Thanks very much. Mm. We'll move on from that one because we've got another short brass favor to have a look at <laughs> in the next race. I mean, it's. I mean. It's just good to see the horses in the Energamine again at one to three, though. Gentleman to me yeah. is nine to two. Blue Lord at eight. Shaq and Pussoir, who's really disappointed me this season uh. at 25. Magic Days and Rebel go round out the field. Um, this is obviously the champion chase over uh, tomorrow at Punchestown. You'll be there tomorrow, Andy. Which one of these do you think is going to be coming out on top? I think it's an easy Yeah, it's, it's. Look, it, I actually I had a, a big opinion on this race, Chris, until. I'd say 7 a.m. this morning when I woke up, uh, the rain woke me up, Chris. It was that heavy. It was absolutely pelting down here uh, in Dublin. I'm about, I couldn't talk for Punchestown, but I'm not far. I'm, I'm, I've changed out of an hour to the race course. So, mm. you know, I would I would like to think that the, the weather would be somewhat similar. Um, yeah, we got a, we got a sextet here. Um, this race, I, the thing that annoys me about this race is I feel like that, they kind of shoved a grade one into the to that sandown card on Saturday, the celebration. Um, oh, which God, yeah. Only oh. a, yeah, it hasn't been a grade one for a very, yeah, there has, it hasn't been a grade one for a very long time. I think, like, I don't, I don't think there's even been 20 years a grade one. Um, mm. but it's, it's a real pity because you would like to see a few English horses in here. Like, I, yeah. I know Energamine is a star, he's brilliant, he's won two champion chases, but at the same time. If you want to go on a list of Cheltenham, dual Cheltenham Festival winners, uh, Grade 1 Cheltenham Festival winners, like it'd probably be a while before you mention an Ergamine's name. I, yeah, I, I don't think would. that's very, I don't think that's fair at all on the horse. It, it might just be the, the way his champion chase have won. He's been impressive, but boat races have completely fallen apart. Yeah. Um. Again, probably completely unfair. The horse can only win and do what he does, but... um. If the ground wasn't too bad, if it was to dry out, I could see gentlemen to me giving him a real scare. I don't think there was any fluke what he did at the Dublin Racing Festival, and his form kind of suggests that he is a spring horse. I think he'd get a very easy... Um, he could get quite an easy lead. They they are kind of adamant that Energamine is okay when held up. Uh, he can make his own pace. Uh, both of these, I think, will go fence-to-fence, take each other on. Uh, Shock and Persuade will probably sit in behind with Blue Lord, and then you'll have Rebel Gold and, and Magic Days, who who herself can go forward. But there's going forward, and then there's a mark of 146, like even with her seven seven pound sex allowance, yeah. mm. she is uh, a lot to find here. So I can't see her trying to go forward. Um, so I have this as a match between an Ergamine and Gentleman to me. Blue Lord for me has been bitterly disappointing since he won in very good style at Epperson Sound around Christmas time. Uh, Shock and Persuade, who you said there, Chris, has uh, had a disappointing season. He's an 11 year old, and I think age is just catching up with him this year. He's he's nowhere near um, like he was a, a 172, 173 type of horse. Um, even this time last year, he wasn't a million miles off that. The handicapper has him at 157 now, so that tells you all you need to know. Um, yeah. He's no, I I'd imagine he's no real chance here. Um, yeah, so I have this as a match, Chris, and I, I genuinely think, gentlemen, to me, if the, if there's good or even yielding in the going description, this is a horse race. I, I swear to God, this is not a, a procession at one to three. Gentlemen, to me, will give an argument a scare. He's a fresher horse. Um, he only had a, a slight problem that caused him to miss Cheltenham. And an argument is obviously contested champion chase, a Clarence house, etc., and I, I have a feeling, uh, I have a feeling that if the ground is 
somewhat decent. It really depends on on how it how it is tomorrow morning. And um, mm. this this is something where you could actually back the second favorite and get a right run for your money here. Gentleman Demay is a very interesting runner, isn't it? Uh, mm. Very interested indeed. I think he definitely puts it up to an erg. I mean, it, it could be a what? It's definitely going to be. It's, I think it's definitely going to be a one-two to Mullins. Um, I tell you what, I want to give a big shout out to Rebel Gold in this because he's an alert. Mm. He's a ten-year-old, and he has. He's really started improving as a ten-year-old this season. You know, he's won a Grade Three last time. I mean, Kersley last time, and he's obviously outclassed here and in, in this field. But he's he's shown a little bit this season, and I'm 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 stoked for you know Patrick Foley, who's he's had the horse for quite a while now, and you know getting the best out of him now as a ten-year-old. So while he's yeah. improving, you probably see him outrunning Shaq and Pussua because he's <laughs> he's done so well. Um, yeah, just big yeah. shout out there to Rebel Gold, who's improved this season. Yeah, fair play to somebody. You'd want to start now. Yeah, true. <laughs> right, buddy. Uh, we'll move on from that one. Uh, Nergamine, very short price for, for that one. But we'll come into the last race we're going to look at on Tuesday, which yep. is the... Uh, yeah, Tuesday, sorry. The champion novice chase, which is a lot more competitive. It, it's got that feel about it, hasn't it, Andy, this one? Uh, Jenny yeah. with me, five to two. So Gerhard at threes, classic getaways. He's four to one. He's, when I was typing this, he's now fours. He's, he, he is now favourite classic getaway. I can mm -hmm. see three to one on the board now. So that's quite short for, for classic getaway, I feel. Just before we came on anyway, Andy, we were just touching on that and how I thought that classic getaway was quite short for this based on what really you know, the horse has achieved and, you know, the the break that he's had off. Mm. But I think, you know, after talking with you, it's kind of, it, you know, you poke holes in all the other ones and you land up on classic getaway. Is that right? Yeah, it's, you pretty much have it there, Chris. It's almost in a process of elimination job. So, like, we'll go through them really quickly one by one. Uh, we have Appreciator, who's trying three miles for the first time. Um, look, he's won a two-and-a-half-mile bumper back in the day. Um won a three mile point to point i don't give point to point form usually the time of day uh, in terms of a horse wanting a certain trip but this is a nine-year-old who as i said i would definitely weigh more on him winning a two and a half mile bumper as a younger horse than a three mile point um look absolutely fine i think the trip's gonna you know possibly bring out some improvement and uh, he's had a hard enough season at this stage though um i haven't really seen many excuses for him in the grade one races that he has contested except for last time now uh, when he was hampered by the sadly ill-fated Mighty Potter. Yeah. Um, but those are still three, like a grueling Irish Oracle, um, a JLT, or not JLT, a Marsh, a Juice, and whatever they call that race now at the Cheltenham Festival. Um, so, it, like, fourth in that, uh, looking just like he was paddling towards the line. Um, and then, obviously, that Powers Gold Cup where, yeah, obviously, uh, what happened happened there. Mm. Look, yeah, I think the trip is going to bring out some improvement, but you'd be kind of disappointed if a nine-year-old that I just I'd be think I'd be a bit disappointed if he was to go and win the race, to be honest. And yeah. then you've got for for Nolly or Finelli for uh, Emmett Mullins, and uh, Christ, I'd love to know what they're trying to plan with this lad. Uh, this is <laughs> this is really really interesting. Um, like he's had what, nobody two... knows what Emmett Mullins pulling that. No, he's he's won a point to point as he's liked. Um, he's ran in two very good bumpers, got within 10 lengths of the champion bumper winner, a dream to share and as a, on only his third lifetime start, second bumper start, uh, debuted over hurdles only in March and went behind the and line at Chepstow. He then won a, a Limerick maiden hurdle about two weeks later, as easy as he liked at six on. 
and then he debuted over fences only in April. So <laughs> despite running in the Dublin Racing Festival bumper won by a dream to share, he debuted over fences not even two months later, or just about over two months right, later. Yeah. Uh, it's the most he, eclectic season for a yeah. horse that has ever had. And well enough, he was only sent off at seven to four. It was an open grey tree chase won by the twelve-year-old Bacchuson with Shaq and Persuah back in third. Wow! Um, and yeah, so it's it's incredible, really, what they're trying with him. He's only a six-year-old. Um, they obviously don't mind running in these good races. My hunch is that they're trying to do what they did with Noble Yates. They're just getting runs into him, and they're going to go for the Grand National next year. That's what I. That's what my hunch is. I would love to see him uh, run well here. If he goes and wins, it'd be a good laugh. Mm. Um, but if he was to oh, win, I... <laughs> uh, just I, I feel like they they like they're novice status. Do they do they want novice status? Probably not. Um, look, if they don't win this, he's going to be a novice next year anyway. But they're going to get the the runs into him. Hey, you I can just put, think... put holes in a lot of those there, Andy. You know, he, he mm. might be the outsider of this field, but he's a, he's. Mm. Definitely got improvement in him as a six-year-old. He's he's ran to a fine level on his chase and debut. Um and he's he's kept good company. Like he's not one to rule out. Um I'd give him a better chance than James de Burley, who just looks exposed at this level, unfortunately. Um I think he could be one as well for kind of staying handicapped chases next year. Could be like an Irish national, grand national type as well. Because he does kind of jump mm. well, he just doesn't look like he has for a horse that ran the champion hurdle as a five-year-old on debut for Willie Mullins, yeah. he just doesn't quite, quite look like he has that pace. Uh, he looks like, like lost, a, lost pace. Yeah, he, he, like he's, he's, he was on the shelf for a long time. He was on the shelf for a long time, but he looks like a stayer to me. Then you get to journey with me, who's had a nice season. Uh, we were talking off air about him, Chris. Uh, fell yeah. when held by Classic Getaway on stable de- our stable debut, chasing debut. Um, then, you know, was well beaten by Brides Hill at Nace. Brides Hill has done well over fences since a shaky start. Um, he then got a pound off in Pervious, even though he was supposed to give her seven and got to within half a length of her. For my money, Pervious is the best novice chaser around. Um, at least a two and a half miles plus anyway, you could make the argument El Fabiola was better than her, but I, I, I really don't think there's many horses on, on this, or many novices anyway, that'd be able to give her seven pounds. Um, as I said, Journey With Me was getting a pound off her and still couldn't beat her. Um, and then he did well. He, he beat Limerick Lace, uh, the mayor, in, in pretty decent style in a grade three last time out. He'd want to improve on that to win this, though. Um, and then you've got Sir Gerhard, who you'd said off air, Chris, quite correctly, has came to Punchestown, I believe, the last twice and has underperformed. The difference is this year that he was later starting. He didn't start uh, until uh, Thyeste's day in Gowran this season, I believe, which is the end of January. Um, went straight to Cheltenham, was well beaten. He was his jumping and his experience was kind of exposed by the real whacker from the front in the mm. Festival Novices Chase or the Broadway or the RSA or whatever it's called these days. It always has a different name as well. Um, and then he was second in that Powers Gold Cup ahead of Appreciator, who albeit was hampered, and we've already gone over what happened with Mighty Potter. Uh, the race was won by Flamebearer. It's not really form that I would hang my hat on, given the circumstances of the race and the quick backup for many horses that were in the race. And then suddenly you're just left with classic getaway, Um, a completely unexposed seven-year-old who's been really, really consistent with the exception of being pulled up in the Albert Bartlett last year. You you can't begrudge a horse that. You got his two-mile four form last year, ran pretty well behind Cross Hill. Um, I think he was only, he's beaten in like a double photo. like it was a, a fine run 
And then he's gone and beaten Manella Kakuna over fences on his chasing debut and had Journey With Me held um, back. I think Journey With Me is back in third at that stage. So Journey With Me has gone and done what he's done. He's 11 to 4. Um, he's obviously got more experience under his belt. But you've got classic getaway kind of sitting here. And you know if, if he's none the worse, he's clearly had his problems. But we know that he's a better horse than Journey With Me based on the Gowron run. And we know Willie Mullins is absolutely farms this meeting. I'm not afraid of appreciate it. I'm not afraid of James de Burley. Not losing sleep over Sir Gerhard. Um The one I'm actually most worried about is probably Emmett Mullins' horse because yeah. he's he's the most unexposed horse in the race. My process of elimination. Him, him and Classic Getaway are the most unexposed horses in my opinion. Um, he, he holds journey with me on that Gowron run. So... For me, by default, it is probably classic getaway. But do I want to back a horse, a once race chaser at what seven to two, four to one? It's it's a hard sell. Um, I wouldn't be surprised really by any result in this race. But for me, strictly on the form lines, it, it probably uh, not by the form lines, by the circumstances. How many of these races, how many of these horses have raced through the spring? I'm going to go mm. with the freshest horse, and the freshest horse is classic getaway. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a head scratcher, really, isn't it? And one that, you know, you could run it a couple of times in a throat, but many different winners, couldn't it? Um, mm. I think I was a little disappointed in Sir Gerhard. I don't know if I mentioned this before we came on her, Andy, but I was a little bit disappointed in him how he finished off the race last time. Um, okay. I thought that I don't think that that necessarily think you know. I know he's tried three miles before, but I don't think that necessarily bodes well, you know, going up to three miles again with him. Um, yeah, yeah. And appreciate it, you know, like you said, probably a little bit over top. Would reaching for the first time tongue tie though. What's what's thinking behind that, do you think? Um, I don't know. Really like that. Maybe they thought the horse was a slight issue with his breeding. Yeah. I don't know. They're just they're going for something different. Um, Paul's had the first choice there, hasn't he? I would imagine he has, yeah. Um, and he's probably gone with the form horse. Look, if, with Sir Gerhard, he probably thinks that appreciate it. What I say, Paul's te Paul's thoughts are he probably would have won the Powers Gold Cup if he wasn't hampered, which is fair yeah. enough. Um, but he's still on a horse that's had, in my opinion, three pretty tough races. I know they went slow yeah. in the JLT, but they did kind of really they, when they hit that home turn, they they were, you know, they went hard. Um, and then, then with the Powers Gold Cup, he had to use a lot of petrol to get back into the race. Um, and then obviously that Irish article that I don't need to explain how, how that absolutely mental that you can't keep, you can't run in three grade ones like that from February, March, and then a few weeks ago, and then expect yeah. to turn up at a hundred percent here. I just, I can't have that. I'm sorry. So, um, I can understand yeah. why he's riding. I appreciate it, but I would. I'd just rather have the the, uh, the fresher horse on my side here. Dan, Danny rode classic getaway to the wind, didn't he? Actually, so hmm. it's probably just a case of keeping jockeys on the same horses, there, isn't it? Quite anyway. possibly. Quite possibly. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, classic getaway for you, Andrew. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Not will I be backing him a four to one? No. I might, ha I might have a five on the track tomorrow, but not. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be putting them. I wouldn't be like getting giddy about it now. I think that's one of the biggest head scratcher races of the week, really. It's a difficult one to really fathom. I'd like to see what what it's what, if there was a bookmaker that was offering like I know if you do this in play, um, mm. in play betting, I'd be if, if there was a decent pace, I'd be looking at journey with me go to the front. 
he could. Um, mm-hmm. I look. I I talked about. Um, I talked about James De Berlay being a potential stayer. Um, mm-hmm. And look, I know. I I know he's kind of struggled at, at shorter trips. They could let him bounce out. He made all on his beginners chase, but most yeah. of Willies do. Uh, they could try something different with him. Uh, but yeah, journey with me is the one that could could well go to the front. Um, there, you're right, Chris. There isn't a whole lot of pace on here. Um, I would love to see classic getaway go to the front under Danny Mullins. Yeah. Um, but I I cannot see that happening. So yeah, I would imagine it would be appreciated and journey with me, but not going, not trying to break each other's necks. They'd be staying in, within their comfort zones. I'm I'm just pretty keen to see journey with me over three. Um. Mm. And it's nice to see that they've come here. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll probably go side with Journey with me in that one. Yeah, uh, that's worth noting also, Chris, just before we jump off that. Yeah. Um, Journey with me has been completely 100%. No doubt about it targeted at this race. So he does have that going for him. Tick, 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 mm. tick. Uh, right, that brings then to Tuesday. Um, anything anything else taking your eye for Tuesday before we move on, Andy? Or do you want to do that? No, no, I'm happy to to fly through. Yeah. Um, you're going tomorrow, aren't you? So if you see Andy by my pint. Yeah, drinking on a Tuesday, lovely. My yeah. favorite thing to do these days. Um I think Lady Bank has a fair chance in the uh first race in the in the novice hurdle. Um I wouldn't begrudge her a kind of a poor run in the uh mare's novice hurdle, but she's quite a an unexposed young mare. Um, who I thought did very well to battle with Princess Zoe to finish mm. dead heated for her first in her maiden hurdle. Um, I don't think there's any stars in here, and I think she's very unexposed. And at her price, I think she can hit the frame. Night and day was, uh, I think, is going to go off favour. Uh, she could not be given away in that grade one uh, two weeks ago at Fairy House. I've never seen a horse trade so much in my life, and and she <laughs> ran accordingly. She she got about, she was pulled up, um, mm. and never was seemingly going well she also jumped quite poorly and um, so i would say lady bank has a good chance in the first race uh second race we covered third race uh the handicap hurdle oh chris there's a love affair here you know the horse i'm gonna probably gonna rock up here um oh you, you do you want to guess or or do you, do you will i will i keep going because there's not there's the gone what color oh, are we uh I, if i gave you the color you get it straight away um, it's Man of Work number thirteen. Oh, um, I'm a work. huge fan of this horse. Um, I I convinced he has a race in him. Uh, excellent start to the season. Uh, get you know run well behind Priory Dancer. Um, he then ran on the flat. Um, under Chris, with Chris Hayes aboard. Um, you know I don't really know what the kind of story was there, but yeah. um, he ran then behind Maryland Giant, who I believe reopposes. Uh, Maryland Giant, I, I think he's he's probably got. I think there's a um, there could be a bonus on offer here for if you win this in the Galway hurdles, like a hundred grand bonus. Um, and mm. it looks like Maryland Maryland Giant is going to be targeted at that. Uh, but Tax for Max, I thought ran a blinder at Ferry House that day. Um, he was pretty well backed at the Dublin Racing Festival in the Liffey Handicap won by Gaelic Warrior. Um, before falling at so and say one two, I think he fell at the third hurdle, um, and then he was pulled up in the Imperial Cup at Sandown. He was just never really going, unfortunately. Um, if you forgive that run in the Imperial Cup, I think he's a cracking each way chance at around twenty to one. And if you're an exchange player, he's the type of horse I think you could back top four, top five. You could keep just chipping away at that. At you know, you probably get four or five to one. 
uh, depending on what mark you go on. If you just keep chipping away at that, I think he's a model for a place if he runs to if he runs his race. Um, and I, so I'd be quite sweet on him um, in the two mile handicap at four fifty. And then we got the two mile chase that doesn't really um, doesn't really interest me for a bet really, unless uh, the ground seriously dries out for gentlemen to me. Six o'clock Land Rover bumper. You take a dart. You throw it at the paper. You back the horse. It lands on. Um, one of then, the many bumpers on the very yeah, this exactly week. Exactly, one of the seventy-two bumpers on the card. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we got the novice chase, and then you've got the horses that just rock up once a year at this meeting, the the cross country. Um, mm. you got your Vital Islands. You got your um, oh, you got a few legends in here. Um, Vital Islands has got to be probably a short order. He's been in fantastic form yeah, in the in, on the points there. Yeah. yeah, he's been in fantastic form on the point circuit. And then you've got another bumper just for good measure. So, uh, no, Chris, there won't be too many bets for me on the first day. I do like Ladybank and I do like uh, Man of Work, two mile handicap hurdle. Yeah. Excellent. Bit of heart, but heartstrings being pulled there, Andy, on Man of Work. Very much, very much so. Did, didn't you back this horse last year at the same festival? Uh, yeah, he ran into grade one, uh, yeah. four year old hurdle behind. Actually, I think he was pulled up, but he was well backed, but he was pulled up mm. uh, behind Vauban. Well, a better chance this year. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, move on to Wednesday now. The Irish Mirror Novices Hurdle is mm -hmm. the one that we're going to start with. Gallic Warrior, who was, you know, put in his place really by Imperial Pass in the Ballymore. That was, that was scintillating, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Is short price here at five to six. Does bring the best form into this race, though. Salvador Ziggy, I mean, this is a horse, Andrew, that I remember you mentioning way back in like September, October, when the horse ran at Cheltenham. Is uh, in mm. was it a attempts qualifier at Cheltenham? And then, yeah, it was at the October meeting. He finished yeah. fourth and he ran as a horse that needed the race. And then he mm. bumped into Good Time Johnny, finishing second in the presented yeah. self. One of my many seconds at the Cheltenham Festival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It, he's the horse that generally wants on like decent ground, doesn't he? Not he does. Of winter ground. Yeah. Now, with that said, he handled soft ground on the Thursday at Cheltenham. It wasn't like you know it was consistently mm. raining all week, um, which caused him to be a little bit uneasy on the market. I think he was like a you know a seven eight to one shot kind of leading up to the race. I think he went off tens. He still ran a fantastic race. I think it was yeah, twelve yeah, stone, yeah. twelve stone as well. Um, or, or close enough. Um, he was, I think he had weight. I think Aiden Walsh was taking weight off his back. Um, mm -hmm. or sorry, that Aiden Walsh, Aiden Kelly, uh, yeah. was taking seven off his back. He ran a blinder. Aiden gave him a fantastic ride. He just bumped into, uh, he just bumped into a, a well handicapped horse in good time, Johnny. Um, so he's a five to one shot here. Wealth yeah. of experience. Uh, Gordon Elliott turned this horse inside out, really. He's not a bad horse, though. Like his rating of 145, in my opinion, still underestimates him. Mm. Um, the Irish handicapper, he he kind of left him on that. He only ra he raced off one four seven in the UK as the Irish handicappers left him on one four five. Um, for me, he's a chaser to follow next year. I think he's a type of horse that could, you know, I don't like the race, but he 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 looks like a real good staying chaser type to me, like national right. hunt chase type of horse. Um, this is what interests me. I, I, what I'll say about this next horse, Andy, this Affordale Fury. I think this is a horse that, that Declan's brought up before in the past. Um, yeah. On this one. Danny McMenamin, obviously based over here with Nicky Richards, is mm -hmm. going over to take this ride for Normie. That Yeah, that was a, I, I thought that was a typo or something. That was a very strange yeah. one. Um, I think, yeah, I, I can't really explain it. I would have thought yeah, they would have let Sam Ewing keep the ride. I thought he gave him a 
fantastic ride behind Stayaway Fay in the in the Albert Bartla. Um, yeah, if, uh, placed at one hundred and fifty to one, clearly relished the step up to three miles. Um, can he repeat that? I don't see why he couldn't. Yeah. Um, he's had a pretty hard race. Um, the Albert Bartlett form, I think, outside of the winner, Stay Away Fay, who didn't quite run his race at Aintree, he was beaten by Apple Away fourth, I think. Um, yeah. like we will see this form tested, I think, on Wednesday. I think, uh, Sandor Clagan and Tricard Bragg. Um, they will run on Wednesday. Let's be clear about it. Drop back to two and a half miles, um, and ran okay behind Irish Point. Like mm. I would classify the Albert Bartlett form as of right now as just it's fine. It's not. It's not amazing. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go like throwing it in the bin or anything like that. But but it's not sexy. It's not. You know, like you're taking the runner up at nine to two. Um, he's rated one four two. I think that's about right. Um, I'd rather have Salvador Ziggy, even though he's he's more experienced horse. I'd rather have him on my side. Uh, Embassy Gardens, I'm, I just don't like that horse. I, I really, I just don't like that horse at all. I <laughs> yeah. think he's completely yeah. flattered at Turles. Um, I think I had him down as probably the worst, like the worst priced Cheltenham horse. I, I, he, he was a twenty-five to one shot in my opinion in, in the Albert Bartlett, and he ran accordingly. Yeah. Um, I. Look, you could say it's it's Punchestown, it's Willie Mullins, so fair enough. Um, I don't give him much of a chance here at all. Um, Franciscan Rock, very, very competitive at a lower level, but he's flying too high here. Mm. Uh, first time cheek pieces would want to make a serious difference. Uh, should be a nice chaser next year. Um, Gaelic Warrior has, by a mile, the best form in the book. Um, it's been long believed that three miles would suit him. Um I'd say anyone that backed him last year in the Boodles off 129 and he got beat, I'd say he'd be sick out that he's right in the 150s and it's yeah. absolutely crazy. Um, a weirdly campaigned horse, but look, he's he's done very well. Second to what, in my opinion, is a, a, a could be a very special horse in a pair of Yeah, it's the best form on offer here by an absolute mile. Um, the horse is mine still. I, he's just he'll never be for me, Gaelic Warrior, but he's he's the best form on offer by a mile. Um, we mentioned earlier about Oliver McKernan, his horses could run blinders uh, all of this week. He hasn't been seen uh, Kalanisi Stars since running kind of bad. Well, he's ran two bad races, but exceptionally bad behind Champ Coyley. He'd want to go a bit probably to get involved here. Um, and then you have what could have been for uh, Jarlett Fahey. Um, a mare that ran an absolute blinder at Ferry House behind Astro Diamond. Uh, Aidan Kelly kicked for home quite early um, and only found Astro Diamond too bad, who was in a different parish to her, but it was still a huge run to be second. Uh, she, he she would need to improve quite significantly again to get involved here. Um, look, I do, to, I do, to be honest, Chris, I think Gaelic Warrior just wins this race, but yeah. Um, Salvador Ziggy has enjoyed a fruitful campaign, and again, if good is in the description or good to yielding is in the description, um, and you got eleven to ten or something without the favour, uh, which I doubt. I say be a shade of odds on, possibly maybe not actually with yeah. with, with uh, affordable fury. If you got a little bit, if you got you know a little bit better than even money without the favour, I'd say Salvador Ziggy would be a, a way to play this race because he'll run his race, um, and I don't take many others other than the favourite will. Um, so mm. that, that could be a way to play this race. We could be we could look back on this race though, Andrew, and think to ourselves that the price for Gaelic Warrior right now at, at even money, considering mm. you know what the horse has achieved. I know he was put in his place by mm. Imperial Pass, but nothing no else come near that. 
in, in no. this race. Nowhere near. So no. if you're looking at that that price of even money and you think there's a banker of the week at a decent price that's not four to mm. seven or one to three on, yeah. that that for me is it though. That that is the that is the one. That that I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't um I wouldn't put you off it, Chris. The only thing about Gaelic Warriors I said is he's a tendency to jump right, he's a little bit of a live wire. I could just never back a horse like that at that sort of price. And I think there might be a little bit more mileage in backing Salvador Ziggy. You could even back him each way, but I, I don't know if that's really like you back him without the favorite, maybe have a little bit on him to win. Um, I would rather do that. Or even if you, again, if you're an exchange player, uh, yeah, you can yeah. back, you can back two places. And there's little bets like that, that I would say that is, is a way to get into this race. Um, I just think Salvador Ziggy is more likely to, He's the most likely horse out of them all. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm being a bit unfair on Gaelic Warrior. He hasn't done a whole lot wrong. But especially with the horses in behind, I think he's most likely to run his race. And he doesn't have that kind of no case edge about him. So uh, <laughs> he'd, be my, he'd be my way in either without the favour, a uh, small bit win yeah. only. Uh, if you're an exchange player, two places. Um, as I think he's only got the favour to be. Super. Thanks very much, Andrew. Uh, come away from the novice hurdle now to look at, I mean, what could have been, Earlier on in the week, uh, sorry, earlier on in the week over the weekend, what could have been mm. a really poor renewal of the Gold Cup until until mm. we saw Brave Man Game and entered. For me, it's Andrew, great, yeah. it's great to see him coming over, but he'll he'll, yep. he'll be firmly put in his place by Gallop on the Champ. Yeah, well, he probably will, but he gave Gallop on the Champ a right race until the last. Mm. Um, and we have to remember this is now three miles, not quite three miles two. Um, we also have to remember that both of these horses are after contesting a severely hot and very well-run Gold Cup. And the chances on even both of them being 100%, um, I wouldn't say are very high right now. Uh, the difference between that Galapande Champ and Brave Man's game is we've know Galapande Champ has backed up quickly in the past. Mm. Um, what I mean by that is he's backed up from the Martin Pipe to the race we just talked about, the, the Daily Mirror Novice Hurdle, the three-mile race. Um, he's backed up from a fall at the last with the race at his mercy to go and win the Powers Gold Cup a month later. Um, and to an extent, he's backed up from an Irish Gold Cup to a little over a month later winning the Cheltenham Gold Cup, which I think the last horse to do that was Sizing John. So it's not a God-given right to go and go from Leopardstown straight to Cheltenham. Um, on the other hand, we have Brave Man's Game, who has... Never seen a boat. Yeah, exactly. He's never seen the boat. Uh, well, he has as a young horse. He was sold from an Irish point yeah. to England. Yeah. But yeah, obviously not for racing purposes. Um, he hasn't seen the boat. Uh, he hasn't gone over specifically for a race. Um We've seen early season form, like he's he's usually looks like the best horse in training up, up until Christmas. Um and then he tends to be a better horse off a break. So look, we've seen him win the cello and then he's put in his place by Bob Ollinger and then behind a high senior. Mm -hmm. Um we've then seen him, you know, get a few runs into him. He was then a non runner at Cheltenham and then just was was a mapped behind a high senior. So it, it seems to be his last run of the season, we get to a stage where his form just peters off a little bit um and i think it's possibly a blessing in disguise that he has missed entry due to the problems with the owner etc um 
it could be a blessing in disguise. He's got only a, what eleven extra days or twelve extra days since um, he was supposed to run an entry. Those twelve extra days might make a big difference. Yeah. Um, so that that is worth noting. Um, I think the three miles is going to suit him a lot more than the three miles too. He got home no problem. He was just beaten by a freak. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still has to prove that he's in the same form and on previous spring form. It just looks like that last run of the season is always a little bit too much for him. Um, Envoy Allen looked like the horse of old when winning the Ryanair. Um, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um, I thought that was one of the best performances of the week mm, for me. Yeah, he, he was like you could call him the winner a long way out. He was always, mm. I think he made one mistake. At, he, made, down, it was, it was one, he clouted a fence down the back, but then he, he pecked as well on one of them. But he just mm. traveled so effortlessly into that race. And he did, he was, he was absolutely brilliant. Um, I still think he's a, he's below the class of Gallop and Deschamps and yeah. Brave Man's game here. Uh, fast or slow, who we were talking about earlier, Chris, probably the unluckiest horse in training to be short-headed in a Coral Cup and then bump yeah. into Cork Rambler, who at the time was probably the best handicapped horse in, in Europe. Um, so he, and, and he actually led him over the last, and in my opinion, he pulled himself up. Um, yeah. He was, he was never won a, a regulation race. <laughs> It's wild. Uh, I, I think he's won in France, has he not? Oh, sorry. Yes. He's yes. Won in before France, he came yeah. into the country, yeah. He did. He did. Um, he's won two races in France, actually. Yeah. yeah. But in my opinion, he just keeps. He hit the front in that ultimate and said, "My job's done." And he fought back. Um, and he fought back against a very well handicapped horse. Look, he's he's probably worth his he's worth a chance in this field. But to be honest. I, I think he's a horse that we could see in the Galway plate in the summertime mm. uh, with, a, with a very good chance. Uh, Fury Road is not up to this. Um, no, not after an 11-day break. No. He, well, like 11 days, he fell early in the National, I think. Mm. Um, I think he I think he fell very early in the National. Uh, I don't think yeah. he made it to Beecher's Brook. Um, so, I, it, obviously, the travel, um, you know, you could make that argument, but he didn't necessarily have a race. But you can also argue that this was not the target for him. Mm. Um, and he's just scooting around here for prize money. And then you've got Hewick, who was running a mightily brave race in the Grand National. He was jumping fence to fence. Uh, I think I think he was just starting to give way. Um, well, he was definitely starting to give way. They were coming up sides mm. about the second last when he fell. He didn't deserve to fall, uh, but that's racing. I think he would have finished fourth or fifth. Um possibly even six like he would have been in that he would have been in that scrap with um with noble yates and protector at for fourth fifth and sixth respectively i imagine um still a mighty run but quite a bit to find um on yeah. that form with the top two so i do think galapan Deschamps is going to win but it's just a matter of who follows him home um i would love to see brave man's game follow him home but you have to remember that that form yeah. That he shows in 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 the late stages of seasons, he's just not the same horse. Um, and I he just needs to prove that for me. Um, so I would have I would imagine Envoy LM will actually follow him home. Um, I think he'd be ridden off the pace with a view to coming home well, and he just looked like the horse of old. Um, yeah. at, at Cheltenham. So I'd have Gallop and Deschamps with Envoy LM following him home. Um, and possibly even I think they'd be a long, long way clear. Um, you could have Brave Man's game and Faster Slow fighting it out for third. <laughs> Not Hewick. I think Hewick. He's a very small horse, and he had a bad fall in the at the second last. Um, I just would have my reservations about him. Yeah, I thought he was going really well at that, to that point too. 
he was he was he was he, i think he was starting to feel the pinch though and and he has now like that he's developing a I don't want to hold the, the Kerry national to him, but it seems to be, he seems to be a horse that when he feels the pinch, he seems to have a, a mistake in him uh, at the I mean, late stages of races now. And it might just be worth noting as well. I mean, what a, what, I know it's been said many times, but the, probably the best few thousand pounds I've ever spent on a horse. Oh, stop. No, that'd be unbelievable. That, what, a, yeah. what a, what a time he's given him. He's been brilliant and he's a very, very likable. He's a, it's, it's a story you can get behind. So it's fantastic. Yeah. We should make a film over it. Let's put it that way. They made films about other ones, haven't they? So, Dream Alliance yeah. was the big one that I've seen over here. Yeah, remember that one. I was about to say you can, you can draw comparisons a little bit to Dream Alliance as yeah. well. Yeah, a little syndicate that just clubbered together something. Uh, yeah, thanks very much, Andrew. Gallop under Sean. Great to see that Gold Cup win on Wednesday. Hopefully, fingers mm -hmm. crossed. Anyway, they all good. Just nice to see Braveman Game going over there. It's great. That's the only That's first game we've seen anyway on any of the cards. I know there's a few things going on Twitter this week, Andrew, about about the British runners and uh, about, um, you know, Mullins having like three or four in these races. Um, what's your take on that? Any, any, any opinion uh, on that at all? It's just the way the pendulum swinging at the moment. Mullins has the horses and other people yeah. don't. Um, yeah. You, you would see it happening. Like we've seen English trainers when they have the ammo come over. Uh, Paul mm. Nichols wonder, or like he, he's gone, he's come over loads of times with the likes of, Candace Obo, we've seen Nicky Henderson come over. Mm. Um, it's a pity though. The only horses that seem to come over are horses that seem to have their summer holidays in Ireland, which i.e. a lot of JP McManus horses. Uh, there's some horses that Harry Fry trained for us, uh, owners the uh, red and green. I can't their name just is kind of escaped me at the minute. Um, red and green. Yeah. Um I know what you mean. Like, I know yeah, what you mean. He's had a yeah. like they they've had a few runners. I think their horses just reside in Ireland for the summer though. So mm. um Look, they, they, you have in England, you have Cheltenham, Aintree, and you can also go to Sandown, you can go to Ayr. Um, yeah. Ireland, you can obviously go to Fairy House, and then you can go on to Punchestown. Um, it, it, it boils down to a little bit of the ammo isn't there in the UK, but both parties probably guilty of this. There's too much racing. Yeah. Um. Like for example, we, we just talked about an ergamine and gentleman to me, but we have a two mile grade one at Sandown on Saturday. So like, why? You know, like that's, mm. it's it's um, it's yeah, it's a pity, but it is what it is, I guess. It's it probably never going to change. All like that. Mm. Mm. It does. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we'll move on now. The last one we're going to look at on Wednesday, which is the champion bumper, um, the Irish National Hunt Flat Race. I should say. No, mm -hmm. never. They called bumpers over yours. I always call them flat races, don't they? Over yeah, they're, well, they're, yeah, everyone knows them as bumpers, yeah. but yeah, an Irish National Hunt flat race is the is yeah. proper term, yeah. Favourite is a dream to share. I, I, now, am I right in thinking that a horse can only run a maximum of five times in a National Hunt flat race, Sander? Oh, um, I'm sure that that is the case. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent that expands out to grade one bumpers. Okay. Um, I know that you can only. I thought you could only run in three or four uh, yeah. regular bumpers. I think you can run in as many graded bumpers as you want, so long as you don't win over hurdles or yeah. fences. Um, I'm not sure if that rule has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, but then again, winning four bumpers, a, it's very impressive. It takes a lot of doing, but. Yeah. I, I hate I hate graded bumpers. They they annoy me. It's like 
it's like making it's like making one of your students sit to GCSEs or something. It just makes no sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why are you? Putting, yeah, yeah. Why are you putting a gun to mm. such a young horse's head at this stage? Like, in my opinion, like the, even the way a dream to share, he's gone and won a Dublin Raising investment. He's gone and won the champion champion bumper. Look, it's great to have a horse like that, and he might be tough. Um, obviously flatbred. Um, he might he might last as long as yeah. As some other horses in this field but jesus christ like you're you're really going to the well a lot with a young horse and it, it just yeah it just it's a yeah i don't know it's um i i don't like bumpers i don't well i do yeah. i like bumpers that's wrong i like bumpers i don't like grade one bumpers i just think they're completely needless um and i think emmett mullins has the right idea like you, you have a bumper you're running it and then you just move on. Just get get them over hurdles. Just get the get them over hurdles. Then yeah, send them fences during the same season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Then next season, put them in the national. Why not? Why not? Um, but look, we're here to we're here to go through the racing. So yeah. Um, Fasal Mode, who just he has not lived up to my expectations. Um, yeah. he finished a very very tired horse two weeks ago at Ferry House, and I'm I'm borderline shocked to see him in here. Um, it's for me won a, a bumper at, uh, very very easily at Navin. Um, and tried to come from Cleve Hill to win the uh, champion bumper. He's beaten about six lengths by a dream to share. Um, worth noting that he didn't settle at all. Um, and his run could probably be a little bit marked up, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, he could get a lot closer to a dream to share than people think. Uh, Jody Townend takes the ride, and he might be priced accordingly based on that. Um, I wouldn't put anyone off it's for me at around seven or eight to one. Like if, if you backed him for the champion bumper, and you see him as a seven or eight to one chance here. Uh, Paul Townend's choice in the bumper as well. Um, no fact to file to worry about. Uh, yeah. Patrick Mullins, obviously, on Tully Hill, who was visually very impressive in uh, Gowron bumper, which I think was won by the likes of Bob Ollinger in the past. Um, he won very, very easily, but it was worth noting I was on very heavy ground, and there's a different caliber of opponent here. Um, I wasn't mad on it for me. I thought he was a complete high horse coming into Cheltenham. But as I said, that that run could be that run at um, Cheltenham could be very much marked up. If Jody Townend can just relax him, um, I think he's a good deal overpriced here. Um, I think at seven eight to one, I'd be more than happy to back him each way. I think he'll finish in the top three. Um, a drain to shares had two tough bumpers now. Uh, Tully Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, has won a good ground point to point and has bolted up on a soft to heavy ground uh bumper um but to be honest with you i, I wouldn't be i wouldn't be ringing home about the form you'll be in the bar at this uh, point. yeah i know I, i'd be yeah i'd be off to the yeah. jacks and having having my refreshments here i think um, rafael boy's an interesting one with pat taff on board because he was second to a, um, a dream to share on his last uh bumper run and he's obviously not mm. been seen for over it is it over a year just shy of a year now yeah um, give or take yeah yeah give or take um yeah yeah look i again he's probably flying a bit too high here though that that's my only kind of yeah. uh that's my only worry like i know went off a very short price favorites on that one he okay. did he did he did um i wouldn't be you know as i said there i wouldn't be um I wouldn't be going mm. mad to, to kind of rush to have to have a, even an each way bet there. Yeah. Uh, King of Kinsale, very disappointing. Um, look, the one I was kind of hoping to see, another horse from the champion bumper who I thought could try and get out here and make all the running, was Lecky Watson, who mm. was badly, badly impeded in the in the champion bumper itself. Um, but he just, yeah, they're obviously giving him the summer off. Now, I know you can make the argument, I, I kind of, 
Sean Tully Hills form there. You could say, oh, the runner up won on its next start, but if you look through that cork race, scraped home, didn't look like a strong bumper at the time. Um, just because you win doesn't mean the form is really boosted. So I would um I would say it's for me is an each way price here. Yeah. Uh, seven, eight to one, I think has a right. fair chance of hitting the uh yeah, I think a fair chance of hitting the frame. Obviously, a dream to show us aiming to do what uh, Fasil Vega did last year and win the champion bumper at Cheltenham and then mm-hmm. come here to do this. Uh, he looks very talented, doesn't he? When Where would you see a horse like Dream to show going next year? Do, do you think because of all these bumper runs, Andrew, that you might mm-hmm. see this horse you know, have a really tough first season over hurdles? Um. Well, John Coyley's old school, so I think you'll see him quite. I see. I think you will see him more than you would see some other top novices. I'd be expecting you might see him three or four times before Cheltenham if he lives mm-hmm. up to the hype. Um, if it doesn't work out for him over hurdles, um, like if he jumps like a snooker table or you know, <laughs> if it just doesn't work out for him. Yeah, it's worth noting that he is a half brother to the very talented Razu, who was trained by Joseph O'Brien. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they stuck him on the flat, um, if if the if the hurdles game didn't uh, if didn't work out for him. Uh, there's a lot of options with him, but let's hope that he uh, that he's able to progress. But as I said, he's had four bumper runs. Um, I'm well aware he's had a mid-season break, but those Dublin Racing Festival champion bumper can take it out of a young horse, and I I'd, I'd be a little bit concerned about that. Ebo. Yeah, he'd need to get some runs on runs yeah, into him first. Yeah, he'd need <laughs> to get some runs in. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks very much, Andy. We'll move on from the champion bumper on Wednesday. That's the last of the races we're looking at on Wednesday anyway. Uh, we've got two races on Thursday now, which is the champion stairs hurdle. I mean, this race, Andrew, has a real open feel to it, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this you is are amazing. looking, you know, word, this is like a pin sticker's guide. Mm. What turns up? Obviously, we're only not dealing with declarations at the minute. What doesn't turn up? Um, I think for myself, I don't think we see Sir de Burley here. Do you think he will run? I'm going to say no. Um, Gordon didn't shy away from it. Yeah. He didn't shy away from it. He's a tough motherfucker as I held Sir de Burley. Like what, he, what about Asterian for Lange then as well? Um, I imagine Asterian for Lange will run 100%. Um, he ran a fairy house. Um. Look, I look. Sorry to barely. It's worth noting that he's he did uh, he did Cheltenham entry punches town last year. Um, right. Didn't you know? Ran. Uh, I think he ran at the pretemps last year. Actually, um, he yeah, was mid div and that won the grade one at entry, and then um, he ran pretty well behind Classical Dream. Mm. So, like, he's an eleven-year-old, and he's in. Like, you could argue he's in the form of his life. I think, his life I, actually, yeah. I think he'll run. Um, I think he'll run absolutely. Um, very the most interesting entry here by a mile, and I'm actually really happy to see this because this horse very nearly lost his life. I think. Um, what you want for for Willie Mullins? I'm I, I'm very very surprised uh, to to see him. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, no, I, I'm not actually. He didn't lose. No, that's a complete lie, Chris. I'm I'm getting them mixed up with James's gate. I'm getting them mixed up with oh, James's yeah. gate. Same owner, same trainer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, James's gate still hasn't been seen. So what you want was actually part of that classic getaway uh, novice's chase, uh, mm. which classic getaway won. Manella Cooner, Cooner was second. What you want was third. All three of those horses ended up on the shelf, mm. uh, unbelievably, um, until obviously what you want is back 
now, and so is Classic Getaway for Punchestown. We haven't seen Manella Cocooner. Um, Somerville Boy beat Asterion for Lange at Thurless the day after Cheltenham on that Saturday. Uh, Asterion for Lange was on a, a coming back after a, a long, uh, long absence. Somerville Boy had the benefit of fitness on his side that day. Um, Asterion for Lange then beat Monkfish, who has returned, um, which is great to see. Um, Monkfish travelled pretty menacingly into that um, into that race, that ferry. That was a great run. Yeah, it just looked like he got tired. Um, mm. And I think he's a very good chance, but there is always the bounce factor, mm. uh, the potential bounce factor after such a long absence. Uh, Tihupu, a rightful favourite in my opinion. Um, I could get into that whole Stewart's inquiry buzz. Um, I, I'm actually kind of shocked that that got overturned or back overturned. I was actually. Um, mm. Like... I know they didn't actually touch, but he clearly caused interference that Davey had to stop riding and was only, mm. I think, a nose between it. I don't know in what world how that gets reversed back, but um, it's neither here nor there. Um, that cost more. That cost Tihupo more momentum than people think, and I actually think he'd have gotten very close to Sora de Berlay maybe if that didn't happen. Never mind finish second. Um, so he's the rightful favourite, in my opinion. Uh, Queensbrook is a very interesting uh, runner as well. Um, I would probably give her a, a very, very good each way chance here. Um, I don't think she's ever ran at Punches Town before, but no. she is a mare that just thrives on her racing. She always has. Uh, she's always kind of, you know, been a little bit disappointing at the start of the season. She's been beaten at short odds many times yeah. um, at the start of her campaigns, and she just keeps improving and improving and improving. Um, I thought she did magnificently well to finish third in the mare's hurdle off of such a sedate gallop uh, she was the only one that really kind of you know came from i wouldn't even say came from the back she was still well beaten by honeysuckle and love envoy um but she, like the distance that she put between herself and echoes and rain off such a sedate gallop i thought was really impressive and i think she's well worth trying at this three miles um and at a double figure price if she's declared i'd be back in her each way what i want to touch on here are you you know, has kind of been reju rejuvenated, it seems, since moving from Tom George over to Henry de Bromwell, is Somerville Boy, Somerville Boy yeah. who, you know, firmly put Asterion in his purse at Thurlers. Um, mm. You know, that, that that wasn't a fluke because the horse has, you know, clearly back form. Was, he's a very talented horse. Um, he, he was, yeah. Has to go, you know, at the age of 11, mm. do back that up again. You know, but Sir de Burley did it at Cheltenham. He absolutely did. Uh, it is worth knowing that Asterion for Lange was exactly a year off the track um, and Somerville mm. Boy would have had fitness on his side uh, Asterion for Lange has gone on to uh, obviously win that grade too so the form does yeah. look better yeah. um, so as I said I, I would probably say he's best watched here I think that I think that form as a whole uh, needs to be a little bit better that includes Asterion for Lange that includes Monkfish um, Monkfish tempted me as a potential bet solely because of you know the amount of time he was off the track but then mm. when you potentially uh, put in the bounce factor and the fact that he's around four to one nine to two i just think he's priced accordingly um and then i look down at the bottom at queensbrook um now my only disclaimer is that she is entered in the mayor's champion novice or not mayor's champion novice hurdle the mayor's uh the mayor's final or whatever it's called uh the mayor's champion hurdle, actually, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she has an entry for that on Saturday, so she may not run, but I have a hunch that they may run here. Try her at three miles. Um, hopefully, she's back next year. 
Um, but I think she's well worth a try at three miles. She's a point to point winner. As I said earlier, though, I'm not, I wouldn't count that as saying, oh, she needs three miles. Um, that just wouldn't be the case. But she's shaped as if she would get it, in my opinion. Uh, she's rated 148, but she gets her seven pounds. Um, so she still has a bit to find with the likes of Tihupu and Sawyer de Berlay. Uh, but she's a very fast mare, and I think she'd stay. Um, and for that reason, if she does rock up here, she'd be my bet. Yeah, when she when she won at Punchestown, it was clear that she she even wanted further than that. Mm. Two miles, six, three miles. I think it's good. It's a good option, isn't it? I, I like that. It's a good angle. That. Yeah, I I, I think um I think it's, it, it's decent. If she if she runs, as I said, she does. She has yeah. entered Saturday, and we're recording without declarations here, so they may as well give it a try. I think they should. It's wide up. That race is wide up, and I'd like to see how it cuts up tomorrow morning when the declarations are, are out. So mm. let's see how it cuts up. But right now it is wide up, and I don't even know where my money would be going at this point anyway. Um, and the last race that we're going to look to, Andrew, is the 6.35. Is that right? On on Yeah, it is the 6.35 mm -hmm. on Thursday, which is the Barberstown Castle Novices Chairs. Uh, another one... Oh, this is just a, a this is a banker of the week, isn't it? Really, with Al Fabiolo here. Yeah, he's fours on, isn't he, Chris? Like yeah. he's um, as we said here, he's. I said he he probably him and and don't uh, in Dino Blue on my top. Him and Impervious are the best novices mm -hmm. for me. Uh, that's the matchup I kind of wanted to see over two or two and a half miles. But again, there's too many options these days. We'll never see it. Um, Dysart Dynamo just. You know, like the the effort he went to to take El Fabiolo to the last and Jambon, um, yeah, there's just no real way he's able to live with El Fabiolo here. Indiana Jones, um, look, I I'm still kind of angry at him. I I really fancied him a, f a few months ago off, uh, off a mark of one thirty two at Nice, um, over two miles. He found a way to get B, and then um, won his next two, and is now rated ten pounds higher, but. Yeah, my money, my money lives in some bookmaker's satchel now. Yeah. Um, so we got, yeah, oh, one of them, one of them. <laughs> um, not long till May, the JLT runner-up or Marsh or Juice. Play to Laura Morgan yeah. if she goes over. Um, I hope they do. Like they withdrew yep. because of I would imagine they withdrew at Aintree, didn't they? So yeah, uh, good chance he runs. He had a vet cert that day, so um, they might go. Um, but I think he he needs to improve big time. I don't rate that form um, yeah. at Cheltenham, but it'd be it'd be an interesting runner. And then Sanra, who's already held by El Fabiolo, so uh, we could probably cut that short, Chris. El Fabiolo, if he is has four legs and he's all good, <laughs> just win this as he likes. That's true. Yeah, mm. cut it short. Thank you very much, Andrew. Um, anything else that we need to look at, Andrew? I'll just mention one before we come to you. Sure. But, uh, let's take a my eye anyway. You might want to look at it yourself. It's the three forty. On Wednesday, it is the three-mile-four handicap. Um, it's Ballyborn Belter. Um, Charlie O'Dwyer is going to get the ride. Now, he was a runner. Uh, sorry, he was way down the field last time out anyway. It's the mayor. Um, yeah, Ballyborn Belt. Yeah, I see her there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I, I actually believe, I don't know if Sam selected this this last time out as well. I think, she, and I quite like the horse as well. Um, mm. But was way behind, you know, Rispel in that and at Furry House last time. Mm -hmm. Um and it, it was a very, very competitive handicap, we'll, we'll say that one. But the run before that, I thought was a good run when she beat um, Historic Reconte mm. at Leopardstown. She's very, um, she very weak in the betting the last day. 
Uh, it's worth noting. She went oh. off eight to one, but she was about a seven to two shot in the morning time. Yeah, a real drift. So mm. it's just one that I've just popped up in my tracker that I thought I've, I've noted down. Uh, watch next time out. So that's the only one for me. There's not much popping up in my tracker over the next few days anyway, Andrew. Is there anything in yours? Um, I see three car brags down to run in the auction series final. I'll be interested to see if he can reverse the form at Sender Clagan on home soil. Um, I'm, I'm still convinced he is a very good horse. Like the form, the form lines. I think backed backed up his run into Bartlett. I just think that he just didn't run to form. Um, he didn't run to what he was capable of. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I, I don't know if I'd be backing him at, at the price that he's likely going to be. Um, going through the rest of the card, Chris, there's nothing major on Wednesday other than what we've kind of mentioned. Um, I think Hador, I was expecting to see Hador on Friday in the novices handicap chase. Uh, they're going for the open handicap chase at 7.05 on Wednesday. I would imagine two mile five. I've had him down for it, the, the two mile five handicap of punches down for months. I just thought it would be the novice version on Friday, but he runs here with Paul Townend. Um, I imagine with the way Willie Mullins is likely to go, he'll go off favourite. So I try and back him early. Um, I think he's got a phenomenal chance in the 7.05 on Wednesday. Um, stepping back up to two mile five as well. Hopefully there's not much more rain. He gets kind of decent ground. I think he'll take a fair bit of beating. Um, and then there's one on Thursday. Now, obviously, we're working without declarations, um, and there's a hell of a lot of entries here. I'm scrolling mm -hmm. and scrolling and scrolling. I'm just going to type the horse in, and I'll see just if he if he's double entered. Uh, just give me two seconds, Chris. Um, he ran really well at the Punchstown Festival last year, and he only has one entry. It's in the 4.15 on Thursday, the pigsback.com handicap chase over two miles. Uh, it's a horse called Call Me Lyrene. Mm. Uh, he was like short-headed at Punchestown last year at a 20-25 to 1 shot uh, he's been campaigning quite similarly this season around um, the, hopefully the ground dries out for him a little bit um, I imagine he's been trained to the absolute minute for this race and I think he's got a cracking chance he'd be probably one of my better bets of the week at Punchestown um, he'll be a nice price as well um, and I'd be very confident that this is revenge for last year when he was short-headed by a, a well well handicapped Willie Mullins horse I think was a mare um, so I would be very confident in Call Me Lorraine on Thursday assuming he's declared and all as well 4.15 Saw that bullish look in your eye there Andrew mm -hmm. like yeah. that. Call Me Lorraine Thursday yep, got in the notebook <laughs> uh, Love Envoys Saturday coming over with Paul Townend on board Really? I'm, I'm sure that I saw on Twitter before that Paul Townend is going to take the ride Surely not. Surely Willie has something for that. I need to check that out. If anyone's in the chat there and can correct me on that, I'm sure I saw something on Twitter that Paul Townend was going to take the ride Surely, on. surely he rides Black Brandy Love or Echoes and Rain or, I might uh, or, or, or she, she wears it well. I think someone's got you there, Chris. Oh, uh, you really? I'd say uh, Johnny Burke. Like Johnny Burke's always rode her. Uh, so I'd imagine he's going to come over and ride her. And um, Watch this. I'm going to look yeah. Here we go. Also, uh, oh, bloody hell. It's Mark Walsh, sorry. Not Mark, Mark Walsh. Mark, Mark Walsh. Walsh. Mark. No, yeah. where's, where's Johnny? I wonder where Johnny, Johnny is. Johnny Burke, uh, his usual rider. So oh, I'm not sure, rider. actually. Not sure where he is. No. Yeah, Paul Smith just uh, corrected me, Mark Walsh. Yeah, Mark. No, Walsh. no, no yeah. problem. I would. Um... Yeah, I'd be, I'd be bullish on Love Envoy. She's not going to get it all her own way, though. That's the only thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But look, I think. I think she's obviously got a cracking chance. Mm -hmm. um, 
that that mare's hurdle was a bit of a joke. I envisioned her not being a whole lot of pace on. Um, but after like half a mile, that was just between her and Honeysuckle. So, um, and that's why I think going back a little bit earlier, that's why I think Queensbrook, um, you can seriously, from where she came from, if you went back and watched the mare's hurdle, where Queensbrook came from is like, it's, mm. it's a, a huge effort. How, how like the distance that she put between herself and I think it was Echoes and Rain, who you would have thought was a faster horse and fourth. Um, she made up a lot of ground on the runner and the on the two in front of her, uh, Honeysuckle and, and Love Envoy, but um, she couldn't quite, like she just had no, no horse. Uh, Constitution Hill wouldn't have made it up So uh, fr- from her position. So uh, it was a really good effort. And um, yeah, I, I just think if, if Queensbrook goes that three-mile route, I'd be, I'd be a bit worried now. If Queensbrook goes down this mare's hurdle route against Love Envoy, I, I would admittedly be worried, but we'll see what happens. Excellent. That brings us to the end of the podcast. I will just say this, what Damo's put up, put that up anyway. <laughs> Soto Sizzler tomorrow. You know what that means. See, still down the rounds. It's Epsom. It's Epsom or Kempton, isn't it? Yeah, Epsom returns tomorrow. Um, yeah, he's entered tomorrow. Soto Sizzler. Uh, Gary uh, Moore now a trainer of uh, Soto Sizzler. Nine to Jack, one. My brother's just texted. Oh. Uh, Your brother has? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the Jets. Look at that. Oh, we're, we're, we're trying to be alive. Now, I'm going to go back to the NFL. Right, Chris, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's Andy off. He's going to go and see what's happening now in the NFL. Uh, we'll see what happens. Andrew Bye, will be back. Andy's going to be back on Thursday when he'll be covering the Friday and Saturday from the uh, Punchdown Festival. And he'll also, you'll more than likely look at Sandown, won't you, as, as well, Andy? The jump season finale, maybe. My, my, my house, my rules, Chris, was it? <laughs> you can we'll do see. what you like. Yeah, no, we will. We will. We'll have a look. We'll have a look. It'd be the last. It'd be the last podcast before all the other twig hopping podcasts go for hibernation, and we, we'll yeah, stick that's with, right. Stick with the stick with the flat. Yeah, flat is back. Uh, yeah, I hope you have a good punches town, Andrew, tomorrow. Thanks, Chris. I will enjoy myself. I'll send some pictures, and hopefully, it doesn't rain. And myself, my dad, have a good day. And yeah, feel yeah. free to say hi if anybody's down there. Will do. Thank you very much. Anyway, thanks everyone who's joined in. I know we, we had a bit of a hitch right at the beginning, but now we've been live on Twitter for a while and, and we've mm. been live everywhere anyway. We've got a good turnout tonight for a Monday night, so thanks very much, everybody. Don't forget to hit that subscribe, like, share this, whatever you want to do. It'd be lovely, ain't it? Everybody does this, points down. Point, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't point, just, yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> just do what you want. Do what you exactly. can anyway. Thanks exactly. very much. Appreciate it, everyone. Thanks to everyone who's joined in. And we will see you all on Thursday with Andrew and maybe some special guests. See you later. Nice. See you again. See you guys. Bye bye.